Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Understarters Orders podcast. Uh, it's Andy Cummins here tonight in uh, substitute here for Chris Telford, who can't be with us tonight, unfortunately, but he should be back for next week's show. And uh, joining me, as always, is Stephen Edwards. And girls. Declan hey. Carroll. Hey, guys. And we are also joined tonight by Neve Townsend. Um, so, Neve, as, as well, um, Heather Main has been having a good time of things. As, you know, yeah, brilliant week. Uh, three winners. Uh, Marshall Down at Musselboro on Monday was brilliant. We had Song of the Isles, Leicester, and Island Nation as well. At Newcastle. Yeah, they're, they're running well. Oh, well, long. Yeah, long may the success go, and um, hopefully she uh, takes her form into the winter now, and um, all the horses do kick on there. Um, so we'll jump straight into it here with the Quipco British Champions Long Distance Cup. Um, a plod in the mud, two miles to, to uh, get going. And obviously Stradivarius uh, will lead the market here. And I'm, I'm just assuming we're all going to try and get him beat because we just usually can't help ourselves with Stradivarius. Nothing against the horse. He just, he's always odds on. And, and it's just, it's rude not to really take him on, I suppose. So uh, Declan. You want to take us uh, through the long distance cup? What do you think, or are you all over? No, I'm gonna try get him beat again, and, and probably will fail again. I just think he's had a he's had a funny campaign. If, you know, they've they've obviously had the arc in mind, and he's ran over a mile and a half a few times, and like he was beaten here last year. And I'm just wondering, has he has he gone to the well too many times? Um. The trainer has said they he won't feel any effects of the arc because they went so slow and they had a sprint at the end. But he, I think he is slow. I I always say he's slow, uh, and I just think he I think he could be be. It's probably the most confident I've been at trying to get him be um, at a staying trip, but this season. But then when you go to look through the field, it's probably missing some of the quality he's come up against. During the year, um, obviously, it, the, the standout is search for a song, and it's strange enough that it's the first time she's travelled. You know, us artists usually always have a passport and dates ready to go, and particularly with Dana Wells, who's travelled the world so many times, you think she'd have travelled before, but you know, she she's won two Irish ledgers, and she she could be good value, the price she is at the moment. She's, you know, you used lads were, were raving about her all season. I was always against her. And, yeah, look, she she was good in the ledger, wasn't she? She's she's definitely the, the worthy second favourite here. The, the Fujara Prince definitely deserves his chance, but uh, it wouldn't be for me. Uh, Dawn Patrol, I think the form was quite questionable. I know, I know some of you guys like him, but I'm... Uh, I wouldn't be too hot on them. Sovereign since the Irish Derby win has not shown much at all. Maybe been a little bit flattered by some of the numbers even after his name. He, he flopped in the ledger. The Irish ledger had, had every chance. Um, Spanish mission was good the last day, but the form, I still don't think it adds up. There's two ones there since he changed tables, but I don't think he's good enough. I actually like Broom here and like Broom has, has won on soft ground has actually beat Sovereign on soft ground he was in that bunch finish in the derby 
he's only had one run since then, and it was a respectable enough fourth um, in the coronation. Funny enough, he was far lengths behind Stradivarius, but you know, if, if Aidan O'Brien has him right, and if this has sort of been a plan, it's a strange enough one, but he is turning up here, and I just think, you know, Colin Keane's gone over to ride. He's he's rode a couple of winners for for Bally Doyle lately, and at sixteen to one, I think he's 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 definitely a good each way bet. And um, whether he's up to beating Stradivarius or not, I don't know, but I I think he's um I think he's good value here. Other than that, maybe maybe Max Vega deserves a mention. Could improve, could be a surprise. Um. But yeah, I I do. Actually, the more I've looked at it tonight, the more I'm more and more and more to to Broome. I think, uh, I I think he could put up the Stradivarius. Yeah, that's a very interesting take. That and Aidan O'Brien, I I believe, was interviewed, and it was the traditional. He's just about ready to start back comments that he gave to Broome. You know, usually when one of his horses wins the guineas, and it's ah, he's just ready to start back. And actually, listen, it's training day. But look, uh, but. Um, I, I do remember Leopardstown, his win at Leopardstown, eight-length win over Sovereign, and he really just got going down the home straight. He was impressive. Um, and obviously, the ground will hold absolutely no repercussions uh, to Broome. And he would go there with a, with a solid each-way chance. Yeah, uh, no, Stephen, I sort of agree with that. Was, I think last year, we all thought he'd get outpaced in the derby running, end up running a great race. I think four feet and maybe a length or two. But I think we all thought he'd be a ledger horse, but it didn't really materialise after that. I don't, I'm not too sure what the problem's been, but um, he must have got injured in the Irish Derby behind Sovereign, but soft ground does, definitely doesn't hold no fears. A new trip could bring out any amount of improvement. I'm, I'm sort of... I like them patrol. I've sort of been with... I've, I was very keen on it for the ledger after the Irish Derby, where I thought he got he got shut up, shut up about two or three times before as they turned in. And he finished best of all as they come by. I just think a similar swinging right-handed track. I'm not sure what to make of the, the, book, the booking of uh, Budo, Andre Farb's man, but um, I don't know if you guys have got any any, um, any info on that or whether it's something that's been used before, but he's definitely... Did he ride Mogul? In the trial he did, didn't he? Was it Danielle on the first? A few weeks ago. Yeah. The Grand Prix de Paris, I think he rode Mogul. Okay, yeah. I think, anyway. As for the favourite, like Dex said, we try and get him beat every time he runs, but he's sort of in this sort of sphere, he sort of, he runs the show, doesn't he? He sort of, he looks under pressure one minute and he just outstays everything. I wouldn't be touching it at that price. Also, wouldn't be surprised if he went and done the business again, but Search for Sean should actually improve for the trip again. Like, the Irish legend was a mile and six. Extra two furlongs around here. Done, does all her best work late. I think she's the solid one at sixes. But um, I could pick any any two or three in this handy. I think Search for Song and Dawn Patrol will be my two. I'm against Fujera Prince. I just there's no reason why why he should reverse the form with uh, with Dermot's filly. I totally agree with that. And Neve, are you able to help yourself or um, Stradivarius? I'm a Stradivarius fan, but I think um, my general rule for this day's racing is that I kind of go against 
the horses that have run at Arp Weekend. I've only got one selection of the day that actually ran at that meeting. Because if you look back, horses that ran um, at Parry Longchamp for the Arc meeting and then have come back to Ascot for Champions Day, they don't have as good a record as those horses that come here fresh or fresher. Um, I think, obviously, Magical was an exception to the rule last year. But when you look at past winners on this day, they've all had a bit more of a break than just a short two weeks. Um, so in that respect, I wouldn't be overly surprised if Stradivarius did get beat. And I'm going to go with um, Fajera Prince. He's by Pivotal. He goes on the ground. He's won at Ascot before. He gave me the impression the last day and at York when he won the Ebor that the extra two furlongs won't be a problem. I think he stays really nicely. Um, his, I was really impressed with his second last time out to search for a song. And the only reason why I think that form could be reversed is the ground because search for a song has not won on this type of going before. So that would be my concern with her. Um, whereas Fajera Prince, as I mentioned, he's five pivotal. They love that soft ground, and he's actually won twice on this sort of going. That's why I would probably side with him over a horse like Stratovarius. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, thank you. Fajera Prince as well. Yeah, pivotal out of a Dalakani mare. Like he already has his goggles and snorkel on. He's he's fond of the old <laughs> swimming buzzer. Um, but um. You see, search for a song. I would agree with you. I her action, everything kind of about her would, would scream decent ground. I I couldn't have her at the price. I'm I'm really sweet on Don Patrol myself. I I think this race will suit him down to the absolute ground. I don't think we saw him to pass the fact that Don Casper Stephen said he was he was snapped up a few times and then he showed a nice grinding battling attitude to win at. Curra over two miles. Now he will need to improve, but he is only a three-year-old, and he's been campaigned. He has had quite a few starts, but he has been campaigned quite conservatively, especially in the second half of the season. He would definitely be my pick here. I think the two miles would really, really suit him well. I'd be quite sweet on him. He's one of my better bets of of this particular day. And um, so, going ahead now is the champions sprint over six furlongs, and this will probably be run in a little over 90 seconds, I'd imagine. <laughs> Can they swim that fast? Round. And we have seven. <laughs> uh, no, it's free yeah. fall, so they shouldn't be there. Underwater or over water? It'll be fine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> pray for no false starts. Um, oh, look, uh, we have 17 runners going to post here, and this is the rare occurrence where you might the draw bias in a group one. It's it's very rare that it does happen, but there there is a good chance that it may happen here. Um, so Neve, do you want to start here? Is there anything that you? Um, to? I just want to say this race has given me an absolute headache. It does every single year. Um, I think for mm. me, there's two horses that really catch my eye. I've never really taken to Dream of Dreams, and. I don't particularly know why. I just I just haven't taken to him. He's a better horse this season, worthy favourite. But the two I like, I'm a massive fan of Ox Ted. I was really taken with his win in the July Cup. Um, the trainer's been saying that he's been working really well. Um, he's 
you know, I think he he's had a long break, but clearly been targeted for a race like this. I know he missed the Sprint Cup, so the ground would be a concern, but um, I do like Oxted. And the other one that caught my eye, actually, was Glenn Shiel, who finished second behind Dream of Dreams last time out in the Sprint Cup at Haydock. Um, I think not so much a winning chance, but I think he's got a good each-way shout. He's um, three from six over six furlongs. Um, he should like the ground. He did all of his best work towards the end of the race last time out, and I think um, you know he could be won at a slightly bigger price. I mean, he's available around twelve to one at the moment. He could win. He could run into a place. Very good. Yeah, like it, it, I, I really, to be honest, I wouldn't put you off anything in this race. It, I think this is the most likely race to, to throw a turn up, um, and even still, you're, you're looking even at a pace. Like, but what's going to take them along, Stephen? Do you have any idea uh, what may take them along? I'm guessing Art Power if he if he reproduces his um the Royal Ascot run in the Palace of Holyrood House handicap. It was called, cool, wasn't it? Um. He went off like a scaldy cat that day. That's over five, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Uh, good to soft ground. I'm, I'm guessing he'll probably lead. He's had poor two runs since then. There's a, like you said, there's a hell of a lot of hold-up horses in this race. Um, a few horses dropping in trip. I, I was going to say before, but me and me and Declan shouldn't be allowed to mention Lopi Fernandez. But if, <laughs> if he wins, <laughs> just stop gambling. But, uh, <laughs> It's loopy Fernandez, yeah. I don't know, like, Dream of Dreams, I've in the last two Diamond Jubilees where he's been chinned both times at big prices. I've not backed him in either of his wins this year. I can't have him. My master, because it's the ground is so testing, he's more of a seven furlong horse, but that will that will, that will work as an advantage, won't it, over six in this brand. I still think five to one is too short. I got swallowed up last year by the rag, didn't it? Uh, Don Juan Triumph, I think it was. Starman's a fascinating one in this. I don't know much about it, really, but three wins at a lower level. I guess it could surprise, but Tom Marquand on board. The one I'm, the one I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at rags really in this race. It's like Happy Power won the was it Joel Stakes last time over seven at Newmarket. Everything just seems to um, the challenge. Sorry. Just seems everything seems to have dropped into place for him uh, the last couple of runs. I'm wondering whether 25 to 1's a big price. The other one is a bit of a flyer, but it was um, Arnassius, Charlie Fellows' horse, and Hayley Turner. Uh, this horse hasn't run over six since his two year old days, but was a Sandringham winner uh, over seven furlongs on soft. Won really well in the mud at Goodwood last week. That's a massive step up in class again, but she'll drop him out, won't she? Uh, for a late run, I just wonder, as an each-way price, 40 to 1, I think it might be bigger in places. Might, might pick up pick up some pieces late, you know? I Again, I wouldn't put you off her. Uh, this race is absolutely going to muller the ITV7 and probably multiple play spots, I would imagine. Um, it's hard to make heads nor tails of it. Yeah, just to touch on, on Lopi Fernandez, you know, absolutely robbed of a, a 7 4 long group one two weeks ago in France. You know, don't, don't buy game, buy, buy red mills. 
Um, I don't know why he's running here. He's a seven-four long specialist, as as we all know now on the podcast. I, I've I've gone through the field and put X's by a lot of the the smaller prices. Dream of Dreams is is definitely worthy favourite. Um, one over six furlongs on on soft ground ahead of the last day, and I can't understand. I like Glen Chill the last day. I can't understand why he's the price he is or why he's not not shorter. It, it's definitely good value. Like the likes of you know one master after she's she's won in France and she's coming here. She's really a seven four long horse. Um, Oxted, I just think the ground is against them. Uh, Starman is is a bit of an unknown, so I, I don't really know. Um, there's a lot of them I just don't like. A bigger prices three I like who who will go on the ground and have ran good races over six furlongs is Glen Shield, uh, Paddy Toomey's horse Senela. He's might have to correct me on that. And and speaking colours is. Like speaking colours will run his race. With a bit of luck, he, he could be in the money. Um but you know, he he's gone he's a six four long horse, he's going to want to run his race and forty to one, you know, he could be worth a, a small each way bet. But th- there's not much between Glen Shale and, and um Paddy Toomey's horse. There's, there's very, very little between them. And if you want to take on the favourite, like that could be a nice little reverse forecast because they do go on the ground. The Glen Shield has the form behind Dream of Dreams, and you know they're, they're good value at those prices. It is a hard, hard uh, race to, to find the winner. I just can't believe um, with the amount of seven four long races there is in Britain that there's not a, a seven four long championship final on Saturday. It is severely lacking. Like, where, where's the winner the challenge stakes supposed to go? Like, poor, poor happy power. They're probably absolutely devastated to drop a furlong here. Um, it's it's such a typical sprint. You know, there's horses that have either ran within the last week, or and then there's the likes of Kate Byron coming back from a year off. There's nothing really, you know, coming from that kind of optimum time off around three weeks or four weeks. Sonela is the one that I came down on. Solely because I think that Dream Dreams get seven furlongs and Oxted likes to be ridden prominently, so they're coming out of stall 16 and 13, respectively. Now, because they're pressure rides, they may not go forward, but Dream of Dreams, especially, he stays seven furlongs pretty well, as he showed in the Hungerford. I would imagine O'Shea Murphy will make the best of his way home from a good way out, and, and Oxted probably shouldn't be far away. I don't see a lot of pace coming from the near side, and I think Sonela might will get a really, really good toe into the race. The ground will have no issues. You know, Paddy Toomey's improved her in excess of thirty pounds this season, and he's done an absolute phenomenal job at this filly, and she's really, really talented. So, and I, I wouldn't say they've found the bottom of her yet. And um, with Happy Power. I do really like Happy Power as well around 14 to 1 shot. It's just that I can't help but think this is a bit of an afterthought that he only ran eight days ago and the challenge states I feel was his main target. But look, the horse in good form. I don't see why they couldn't go here. But I'd be with Sonela here for Paddy Toomey and, and Billy Lee. Um, right, so what what guys, if you just want to have one selection in the race actually, um, Neve, who are you coming down with? 
Lancashire. I'll go with Vanessa each way. I wanted to mention Kate Byron, but I didn't, so I'll leave it now. But yeah, last year's Wokingham winner goes in the ground. I don't know why he's been off a long time, but Anassis for me, mate, each way, 40 to 1. Um, I, I'm, I can't really split Glenshiel and Salada um, with other those me bets or, or you look a reverse forecast Glenshiel and Salada so you can't decide so yeah. you'll take them both okay <laughs> so, right, I'll have uh, Salada here um, I think she's a good each way price um, so the half past two is the second edition of the of, of Queen Elizabeth uh, the QE2 Champions. Oh no, it's not. That is a total lie. It's the Phillies and Mares uh, over a mile and a half. Right. So um, we have another pretty big field here. There's 12 going to post. Uh, wonderful tonight. The Prita Royalu winner coming back here. She'll be probably favourite. Um, we have the two De Vega Phillies for Ray Beckett, Antonia and Manuela. Uh, Dan, Dan Malio uh, in here as well. The Irish Oaks winner, even so. A pretty decent field. Um, who would like to take the reins on this one? Jack, yeah, you know, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, wonderful tonight is is obviously a, a very good, a very good filly. Um, but that was a tough race in France two weeks ago. Um, it, it was it was very tough. You know, they they were hard at it, and and she drifted way out. Um, and it's it's just coming very very soon. You know, I think if she's if if she's tough enough now to win this. On Saturday, she is she could be very very good, and there has to be one race in mind the the back end of next year, where um I would be keen to take her on now only because of of that tough race two weeks ago, um, Dame Melo has some some nice form behind Tanawa and Rabi Hat and the Vermeer. Now I know the ground was good, but um she she has won on soft, but the form is it's quite hard to read because. She beat any bar on soft ground, you know, who really wants it good. And, you know, we, we've tried to take her on, you know, every time she's ran on the podcast and, and she's kept she's kept winning on, on good. So I don't really know what way to take that from, okay, you know, I, I just I just go to it too. I, I kind of like our Libornum and Thundering Nights. Um again Le Bournem, there, there's good form there behind uh wonderful tonight and, and Vela. Vela won two weeks ago on heavy ground, uh ran in the Vermoy. But the the form is all it's all behind horses, you know, it's it's you don't really know what to make of it. A lot of these in this race have form behind good horses. But this Thunder and Nights of Joseph O'Brien, you, you just don't know with this lad. Um, unexposed, well-educated, uh, and really could be a surprise. I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, it's it's a nice race, but there, there's holes to pick in a lot of them. And uh, at 12 to 1, Tom Arquand, I'd be, you know, probably rolling the dice if I was going to have a bet with Thunder and Nights in this. Yeah, and Tom Marcand with a hundred percent record for the yard after Galileo Crumbs winning the ladder. Um you know, and it is nice to have a horse that, that does come here without a knee set at the start of the show, especially with the after the after the um arc meeting. 
and that would put me right off wonderful tonight. That was the equivalent of a 12-round boxing match that she went through with Pista. That was brutal. Um, they were really tired off the line. Um, and she must have some constitution to even show her trainer that you know she's able to show up here. Um, you know, I, I'd be keen to take her on myself. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if she was to go and win. Obviously, she's progressive, but um, I'd be I'd be agreeing with you there, Declan. Um, Steve, what do you think here? Um, anything fancy? I'm against the favourite. Like I say, she could come out and do the business again, but she took it up so far out. The long shot, wonderful tonight. It was gruelling, wasn't it? When Peace to come out here again, had to find more. I can't believe that'll be at peak peak fitness tomorrow. Uh, Dane Malio. I think Declan forgot one horse when he was talking about when it beat Embeha. The second that day was Communique. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yeah, let you mention. Vega. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best run of the year. That was the 18th episode <laughs> of the made it, so I was trying to go a week without. It was in the park. Without mentioning. And Sally to Vega. Um, I can't have that either. I, I thought Alpinista was poorly ridden at Newmarket. They pulled like 14 lengths clear of the third. It's, it's really hard to gauge what. What the race was like, whether the others had misperformed or not, but, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I, I like even so in this race. Um, I won't say too much. I think Andy's keen and he's, he knows more about it than me, but that Irish Guineas, the Irish Oaks form, sorry, I think is, is probably the best bit of form in this race. The thing about this race, if you went back three months, frankly, Darling would probably be. Would probably be a short price favourite, but it just seems to have gone to pieces since the Ribblesdale. You could argue that the Ribblesdale's turned out not the race we fought with a time in a time, and that's probably run about six times since then. Hasn't hasn't seemed to have won a race. Um, but even so, for me, Andy, very very vague. I know, but that's it's, yeah. The day had one yeah. race this year. She looked good last year. Second in the Nassau behind uh, Deirdre, but. There's so many question marks against a lot of these. I'm going to just stick with what's in the book. I think six to one's a good price as well. I think Colin Keane will drop her out. We know she stays. We'll try and come late on her. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. And now I will just say with Cabaletta as well, I just see Cabaletta entered here. She will be an early entrant into my horses to follow for next year. She is going to make a lovely four-year-old. She's still very, very weak. Um, I feel and she's still a bit of growing to do I, she'll make a fantastic four year old and may win this race next year um, but even so Geraldine said on RTA television when she won the Irish Oaks that they wanted to avoid love at all costs so that ruled out the Yorkshire Oaks that ruled that basically it, they were saying that they were going to have a break after the Irish Oaks, which was completely fair enough. And she came back on what, on my opinion, in French equivalent, was probably good to firm ground when she was beaten by Tanawa. And um, wonderful tonight was a half length in front of her that day, and Laburnum was actually in front of them both. Now, I'm not saying that Geraldine sent even so to France for a pipe opener, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was not at her peak that day. And I feel like there is a big red ring around this race since once you cross the finish line at the Curra. And that's why I fancy her so much. I, I think that this, she has an absolutely fantastic chance here. Um, 
and she would we would out of question my my bet in this race. But uh, me, what what do you think? Um, uh, you, I think me, like it's here? between um even so as you mentioned, she's got a really good chance based on that Irish Oaks form. But I think I'm actually going to side with Dame Malio. I think it's going to be it could potentially be a very good day for Holly Doyle on Saturday. She's got a great book of rides, and I'd love to see her get either a first or perhaps a second group one win in this. Um Dame Malio, she go you know, she's won on the on soft before. And I think um, you know, a third in that pre my last time out. She was only beaten a short head by Rabiha, or however you say her name, who I think came like fifth, beaten four and a quarter lengths in the arc after that. So um, that form's worked out really well. Um, yeah, I'd be willing to take a chance on her. She's, you know, she's improved this season. She's a bigger and stronger filly. She's, you know, she's quite a big filly. Um, and I think, you know, the ground shouldn't be too much of a problem. She, this is her distance, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I think she's got a great shout. Okay. <coughs> So, Dan, Dan Malio for Nave, the even so for myself. Yeah, I'm with even Steam so. Uh, that was a good point about Rabiardo. That, that finished like a train in the arc. That was one horse that was seriously affected by the slow pace. But, uh, but yeah, even so for me, mate. Okay, and uh, Deck, you were thundering. That's night. it, thundering night. All right, and now we're on to the QE2. So, um, yeah, just the 14 here. It's absolutely crazy. You never see, I feel like Ascot, this this particular day, you never see five or six runners. You, it, it just feels like that maybe connections just go, oh, fuck it, we'll just run. Um, and and it, it ends up with, with so many runners. And it is, it's good, I suppose. Um, although there is a lot of um, clutter that you do have to get through as well, especially for, for races of, of group one standard. So we have the... Big race over a mile, which uh, Declan thinks should be over seven <laughs> furlongs. But um, I suppose we have to have something. Um, and yeah, field of 14, headed by the odds on favourite, the 126 rated Callis Pier, who loves the mud, as he showed in Deauville last time out when beating Alpine Star. And Circus Maximus and I, I felt that ground was borderline unraceable that day. That they were finishing like three mile chasers. Um, Jack, do you do you see anything here that you, that you may maybe? Yeah, well, look, just just on the ground, like h- how bad is this ground going to be? Because they call off the meeting. Um, Steve's telling us the sun has st- not stopped shining. Um, is it drying? Is it? Are we going to get a real rating on the ground? Will they? You know, could could they bring God into it? Like what? We don't really look. It's 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 the it's the you know Britain's big big flagship meeting of the year. Well, outside Royal Ascot, so you know they they don't always tend to tell the truth. Even though we all know to look for soft ground horses, the problem is if this ground gets sticky, like Andy, what we'd call yelling, you know that that could even rip up a lot of the, the soft ground form, like, you know, a lot of them couldn't go through it in, in France. But, but I, I can't really see past the first four in, in the betting here. And, and Palace Pier, you know, on soft ground, does look 
very, very solid. And the only way I can really try getting beat is if that ground starts to dry and gets sticky and, and he doesn't go through it because he looks very, very solid on, on soft ground. Um, like Zekas Maximus definitely handles it and he's, you know, handled himself really, really well this season. He, he's a very, very good horse. But he, he just seems to be, you know, he falling short. He won, he won a Royal, Royal Ascot, didn't he, this, this season? And then he, he's ran well. He, he's ran well the rest of the season. He's just been hitting the bar. Um, the French horse, the Revenant. I, I, look, I don't know about last year's race. It was just he, what's turning up. It's the end of the season. This farm sometimes it, it can be a bit like farm at the Punchestown Festival. It's hard to know. Horses are over the top. The ground is is heavy. It's really hard to read, you know, the previous year's farm at times. And I, I I'm struggling to look. I, I, I can't. He, he's definitely in the mix, but I'm really struggling to to, you know, read the farm. Uh, I I like Gosling's other horse, um, Nazif. Uh, I know Nave. Um. Tip the horse up the last day, like has won on heavy, uh, lots of form on, on soft, and and it's probably the best value of the, of the four. So, I I'm not really interested in in anything outside of those four. I I know there's a lot of horses turning up at this meeting, but sometimes I prefer to see less less horses, but good quality horses, and and you're not getting, you know, particularly in in flat racing. Bad horses getting in the way, stopping good horses winning. So, um, I, I'd probably go on with Nazif. Okay, yeah, Nazif. Yeah, no, I, I do. It was good. It was a great pick by Neve, and she won the Sun Chariot and Nazif last time out. Now, again, we're just looking for pace angles, and it, it you would have to assume Circus Maximus is going to take them along. Is there anything else that can keep Circus Maximus honest is the question, however. And I, I would imagine that maybe the tactics would be Ryan Moore to, to get Circus Maximus to the front and maybe just pop on the brakes because we do see that Palace Pier does hit, mm. a slight, hit a slight flat spot in his races. And if there's anything that's going to get him beat, if, if they start racing from maybe the three marker instead of the six marker, we'll say, um. Because, you know, if, if this is a truly run race and there's no unlucky horses in the run or anything, um, it's, it's an open and shut case for me. Palace Pierce is just going to win this. Um, but then again, if Bally Doyle have anything to say about it, maybe Ryan Moore gets to the front and pops on the brakes. Um, what do you think, Neve? Do, do you think there's anything I'm quite stop, um, um, keen to take on Palace Pierce. Um, look, he's rated clear of the rest he could be a superstar but I feel like for me I don't know there's just something about him I don't I, I almost don't quite trust him I think he's got he could be one of those he could throw an absolute stinker in so I think for me I'm actually going to go with the Revenant because that is a horse that you are absolutely guaranteed every time he's going to give you a run for his money I love the ground he, and this this is um this is the horse that I have revoked my don't pick a horse that ran on the arc weekend rule for. Um because he did the same thing last year, won at the arc meeting, 
came to Champions Day and ran a good race. Now, he's only had the one run so far this season, as opposed to last year when he was kept very busy, which clearly indicates that his connections have been targeting this race for him. Um, look, he was visually very impressive last time out at Longchamp. I don't think he's had too hard of a race, even on that ground. I think he could win again here. Um, of the others, I think Nazif, I'd have to give her a mention again. She's unbeaten over the mile. And I don't think people realise that enough. She has not been beaten over a mile. Six wins, six runs. I think, you know, getting that Phillies and mares allowance, I just, I feel like she could be up there at the finish. I'm not convinced she'll win. I'm not as confident with her as I was the other week. But I just think she could be one of those. She's available around 12 to 1 at the moment. A nice sort of each way price, I think. <coughs> For me, between the Revenant and Nazif, and I'd be willing to take Palace Pier on. That's actually interesting. I didn't actually notice Nazif was unbeaten over a mile. That is actually very interesting. Um, is the reason you don't trust Palace Pier, uh, and, and I'm not saying that I, that I, I agreed or, or I have the same thoughts, but could it stem back from when they decided to swerve the guineas or a genuine guineas trial to run in a handicap at Newcastle off 98. Do you think there may have been apprehensive viewing by John Gosden possibly, or is, do you just have the feeling that he, he's he's due to maybe just throw, throw in the tail one of these days? Or, or um, what way do you kind of see? Of both, really, and I almost feel like, you know, perhaps the reason they went for the handicap was because he was still very lightly raced. And I just wonder whether it was just a bit inexperienced. I mean, don't get me wrong, he had to be very good the last day to beat Alpine Star. I just, I don't know. It's one of those, I just don't completely trust him. And yeah, I can't quite put my finger on why, but I think it would probably have something to do with that handicap run at the start of the year. Oh, that's it. That's fair enough. Well, the spot um, back was about you. What about you? I remember it began quite short in the betting after the uh, after that Newcastle race. Uh, I backed I backed the Reverend a couple of weeks ago. <clears> um, I actually think the race is a bit stronger than last year. To be honest with you, and it's probably not going to be as soft. Which might, might actually suit it. soft brand. Obviously, is key to it. But last year it was so bad, it probably. Probably didn't benefit as much as I thought. Um, Nazif, his first time against the boys, is it? I think it probably is. I thought when it won the Falmouth, it was it was then beat, wasn't it? In the uh, the Nassau, I thought it was probably over the top after that. But full marks for the new market run, I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, pace angle, like you said, Andy. I think Circus Maximus will go off. Will he go off as fast as the uh, the long the race? What pinner two we got caught flat foot? What was it? The Persian King race. If he does, he could stay there. I'm I'm not fat. It's not it's not my horse. I've just never yeah. had that sort of attachment. He, if he did get an uncontested easy lead, you never know, you know. But um, I'm with the Revenant in this race. I'm also going to back Lord Glitters each way. I back him every year. I back him every time he's run out of Scott. I think the Queen Anne was the only time he's actually won 
I think if you go back far enough, you might have actually won the Balmora on this day back about four or five years. But <clears throat> 22 to 1, there was a little glimmer of hope last time. He's sort of been off the ball, but he was catching a day uh, at air last time in the, I think it was the Doom Bar. The Doom Side Cup, sorry, yeah. So 25 to 1, I think he he could be a little bit, a bit of each way value. He'll go on the ground as well. Daniel Tadov will probably drop him out and. I think he needs to come through horses. If he comes wide, I think he loses interest. But if he comes through horses, like he did in the Queen Anne, he could pick up some pieces. But I'm more than happy to be on the Revenant eight to one. With all due respect to Lord Glitters and and obviously Jeff Turnbull, Lord Restum, um, if if Lord Glitters finds a way to win the QE two, <laughs> just just cancel Champions Day, just. Move it, put it somewhere else. Make caps. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like I was going to ask one last one. Ask, the one argument one that this should be in the bar tomorrow. Look like um, twenty-one. That Palace Pier was starting to idle in France last time. Yeah. He sort of looked like he was going to shoot ten. Now he went five here. Circus, I, I, but I, you know, it, I, yeah. I had the impression that if they went another hundred yards, Alpine Star would have beat it. And obviously, she's she's proven herself over a mile and a quarter since, hasn't she? So she's got plenty of stamina. I, but to be honest, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Ireland, though, is there? You know, you, you've usually plenty left if you're Ireland. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, be worried with, about with, that. Yeah, with the St James Palace, again. he needed like you every he um, got up on the last half of Furlong, didn't it? It was Wichita, Pinot, it was like three of them in a line. It showed plenty of guts, but maybe it was the ground it was tiring in in, uh, in France. I just, I'm just worried about the way it's. The last up the furlong, I thought it was starting to throw the towel in a little bit, but I don't know. Wonder if uh, maybe Royal Dornock could be in. I don't. Uh, Tom Marquandas and uh, Tom Marquandas and Royal, so he's not going to be the Echo on Car again, like in the St James's Palace. But, you know, I I would just wonder. You know, Brian has three in it, two with very little chances. You would imagine with with Lancaster House Royal Dornock. I, I just see Circus Maximus could well get a freebie. I know it's 14, there's 14 runners, so it is highly unlikely, but for me, the only way Palace Pier gets beat is if there's a weird pace angle to the race. And The Revenant, very, very talented, and, and you could even make the argument he's still improving as a five-year-old. But Palace Pier, he, he probably, for me, wins this and then wins the Horse of the Year award at the end of the year because, or maybe, well, obviously, there's love to take him on, but at least he's the top three-year-old colt, in my opinion. And it's, it's just hard to make a case against you You're tipping up an odds on shot, Andy? I, God, no, geez, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. God, I, it's the, it's everything against what, I, what I'd say, but no, um, I'll probably have to sit in the fence. I, I wouldn't dream of backing the horse at 11 eight on, um, but I do think he'll win. Um, Deck, who would your pick be here? Uh, oh, well, after Nave's stat, it's Nazif. Yeah, Nave did turn, turn my head. With I'll stick with the road and just to hopefully get the compensation uh, for last Steve, year. And for Batil and Philly Mez a couple of years ago in the same colours. And then the moment of truth, Neve. Have you have you talked yourself I've talked into myself Nazif? Into Nazif. Might as well, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, watch the revenant. Oh, I know. 
both in now by four lengths. But okay, well it, it's on. Yeah, <laughs> it's on to the champion stakes. Um, the semi-main event of the day by the Balmoral Handicap, uh, and this is seven hundred and fifty big ones guaranteed. Eleven runners. Really, really nice renewal. That this race has really, really benefited from, you know, the the super food that Aidan O'Brien was was unfortunately feeding his horses on our around our weekend. Don't play games, you know. So, yeah. So uh, we have magical in here. Short price. It looked like it looked like all year that Mishrif could potentially go on odds on for this, and then suddenly he has Serpentine and Japan added to the equation. Uh, Skeletti in there as well. Very impressive on Arc Weekend. Lord North, who had that big run in the in Royal Ascot there um, in June. And then we have the mud lover himself, Adabe, uh, who I'm kind of surprised didn't go to Australia, especially with the form he showed, showed there earlier in the year. And then, of course, actually, Pile Driver, our old friend Pile Driver. This, this is actually... A, Really, really good. Uh, I'm um, back to Dave. Who um, would you be with? I think the race is stronger now. It looked like an open shut case for Magical Mishrift, didn't it, before the arc fiasco? Oh, that's really tough, Andy. I say you had a pop at Lord Glitters there, but if Japan wins, I think it's a similar situation. I'll have to give up gambling. That's been so disappointing this year. 14 to 1. How's he in front of Serpentine in the betting? I just I don't <laughs> get that at all. Uh, Mishrift, the way he won the French Derby, he loves. He's going to love the ground. I think Jos, John Gosling probably regretting not running it in the arc. Uh, the way the other two raced, um, it's been set for this race. It looks it's definitely going, going to be in the mix. Three to one's probably a bit of value, really. It was a lot shorter a couple of weeks ago. Magical, Magical's probably going to win the race, but oh, I don't know, Andy. Really tough pile driver. I'm gonna set a chance on pile driver. <laughs> that oh, I wouldn't put you off pile driver. He's, in my opinion, he did stay every yard of that ledger well, trip, just drift into the middle of the track. And if he was maybe, yeah, well, he traveled so well. Arthur's Kingdom and Mohican Heights. We sort of knocked it at the time, didn't we? And then the Volta was just, wow. And like you say, with the ledge, you got involved so early in the race, up the straight, it's such a gruelling, gruelling running, you know. I just, I don't think the race was run to suit or ridden to suit. I just, I think 12 to 1. It, it, it's definitely, definitely yeah. overpriced, I think, for me. But pace angles were serpentine leading this, do you think? Uh, well, I, I would imagine so because William Buick, if I'm not mistaken, rode Sovereign into King George. Now, I know that was only three runners, but um, I, I do have the feeling that, that he will go out in front. I, I don't see why they wouldn't, uh, especially with that because he obviously recorded his... I think he's overpriced. Him and Paul Driver in the front of the well, Derby, so I don't see why they change here. 14s and 12s. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to have a bet, Andy. Although I've back to Dave anti-post, I've, I'm not, I'm not so keen now with the field being this strong. I know you was very keen on Scaletti in France. I, I, I don't know enough about him really. Yeah. I'm gonna sit on the fence in the biggest race of the day and just, I'm, I'm say that, say that Magical probably should win. 
God. Okay, well, Chris will be sh- shedding a yeah, tear. Yeah, we've had a quick last half just No, I, I would agree with a Dave, especially. You know, like I don't think last year's champion stakes was in any way a vintage renewal, and if it was three quarters of a length behind Magical, and we're questioning whether Magical will. Will she or will she not? No, exactly. I've not even men- mentioned Love Love, but I've never been a fan. I, just, right I think now. the race fell into its lap at Ascot. So. There was no excuses at York. I just can't have it at six to one. And now, Declan, I, I know that you would jump in front of the <laughs> Magical. Um, would you be following her into battle? here in the British equivalent of the champion stakes after not only did like if we thought wonderful tonight stepped into a twelve rounds of boxing, Magical stepped into twelve rounds of boxing, got out, went straight into the octagon and had five rounds in there as well. <clears throat> that was some battle that she had with Maya. That it I just can't for love my money think that she'll be a hundred percent after that. Now that was thirty five days ago and she has shown the ability to, you know, take two punches to give one and be none the worst. The, the, the thing about these, you know, the, the really good mares, you know, in both codes, they're, they're so tough. When you get a tough mare, they're, they're tougher than the codes, they're tougher than the geldings. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, she's going to have a problem here. She's probably the most underrated horse in training. Uh, I know Steve's had a popper You know, she's only run one Mickey Mouse group ones. There's no good <laughs> there's no such thing really they have to be won you know turn up and have a go at her it's a group one the money's there you know if, if why, why are you letting her go off at two to five you know have a go the horses haven't been around to take her on because she's that good if you take away Enable she's you know she's she's arguably the greatest mare ever she is a, phenom- a phenomenal race horse um, and, and this 13th day could be could be overpriced. Um uh, Riff, the you know, won the, the French Derby, still has it all to prove though. It, it's full of potential. Like Andy said, it's 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 a decent renewal. For me at the moment, it's still only okay. It's it's like when you know you run the derby, you don't know how good it is until next year. This could potentially turn out to be quite a good race. Uh I the pile driver thing you know, he, he definitely stayed in, in the ledger. But he was out stead and we had talked about that on the podcast coming up to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. He was just out stead by better horses at that trip on the day. I just don't know why you know, why not go to the arc? Why are you coming back to ten four longs? I, I don't get it. Like if you thought you you know, the ledger is our race and you're coming back here, it's it's are they clutching at straws a little bit? Serpentine can't just, I don't know, we, we can't get my head around it still. Um, was it a pipe opener in, in Paris? You know, for the arc, we, we don't really know. Um, we're still waiting to find out about, about that derby. The more time that goes by, the more it looks like it was just, it was just a free grace. The one that's really, really interesting is, is Andy's horse, Galetti. You know, beat Sostas, won the pre-dollar twice, 
looks overpriced here because I don't think the field is, is that hot. You know, not far behind Persian King. I think he could be... Look, it's... Mishriff is, is, is a bit of an unknown and this Skeletti is kind of, you know, improving and improving from, you know, five-year-old coming out of nowhere, really. But maybe Andy's been keeping a closer eye on him than, than I have. But it's 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 between... I, I It's up to those, one of those two to put it up to Magical. But I just love to see her go and, and win this race. And, and you know, start to get the, the credit she deserves. If she doesn't win this race on Saturday, she's lost nothing. She has all the Group 1s beside her name. Like with Enable, it's not about the Group 1s you lose. It's about, it's about the ones you win. And they've both won a lot of them. And, you know, this, this Mary... She 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 needs some credit now. Like it's about time. She's she's phenomenal. Uh, I I I hope she. I I don't know about the ten four longs. I I can't even work out whether she's better over twelve or ten. But she's just she's just made of iron. Like she'll she'll take anything on. Um, I, I hope she wins. I hope she wins. You know, it it's a bet with me heart on magical. That's I, I that very fair, Declan. I actually thought she was a better filly, maybe this year, possibly over twelve. I know she hasn't run over twelve in in, in ages. The Yorkshire Oaks when she was beaten by Enable, and then Longchamp obviously last year in the Ark. The way she was running this year suggested maybe she wanted twelve, but maybe just a flat end to end gallop is what she wants. And long behold, Serpentine is in the race. So you know. She'll probably get that again. And the likelihood is you did say that the Derby was a bit of a freak race. Um, you know, she won't have to sit on the girth of Serpentine, you wouldn't imagine. Um, now, someone's going to have to because you don't want an Epsom part two because Serpentine clearly possesses the ability to, to maintain an incredibly strong gallop. And the last thing you want to do is give that horse any extra rope because he will take it and he's proven that already. I, I would love to see Magical win it myself. I'm going to be with Scaletti. I'll explain it in just a minute. Um, well, um, I've been me, looking what, at what this race most of the day because I keep changing my mind. Um, so originally I was with Adabe. Um, you know, I can. I think he's a better horse again this year. He's one of those horses who just keeps coming back time and time again. Um, you know, he's. I think he's been aimed at this race. Because he had a break after Royal Ascot, one air, so he's had enough time off. Um, so I can see, I could see him winning, but my only worry would be the draw. He's drawn out in eleven, and on that note, I think Galetti, drawn in one, he's a, he's an, he's got a great chance. He's a really nice horse. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I was there at Longchamp when he won at the Arc meeting last year, and I remember. Um, I backed him on the day and I couldn't believe how well this horse won. He just, he did it. He won by three quarters of a length, I think it was. But he just, he did it easily enough. And the horse he beat there was Mountain Angel. And you look at the form, that horse went on to win the Wolverton Stakes for Alaska earlier this year. And he's beat the likes of Sir Dragonet. He's beaten... Um, who else? Who else was it? It was 
he had Regal Reality back in third behind him. Um, Extra Elusive, who of course reopposes today, Fox Tal, which is a good field. And Galetti's made him look pretty ordinary. And of course, it doesn't even need to say that he's then gone on this season to beat an arc winner in Sotsaf. This is his trip. He's only been beaten once over the 10 furlongs. So yeah, I could see I could see Scaletti causing a little bit of an upset here. And if he doesn't win, he's at least a solid each way shout, about 10 to 1. Yeah, I know I'd be agreeing with you. And I feel like even though it's completely my own fault, I feel Scaletti does owe me because he is and, and pretty much solely him, and obviously my my stupidity is the reason I, I didn't double down on Sotsas for the hour. I, I was so bummed out when Sotsas was beaten by Skeletti, but then you realise that, as you said, Maeve, Skeletti beat Mountain Angel, who won that a really, really hot Wolf, uh, Wolferton stakes at, at Ascot, and then very sadly um, lost his life on the gallop really soon after. But Sotsas tried to give Skeletti six pounds in very similar ground to what he's going to encounter on Saturday. And I, I actually dubbed it malpractice. Sotsas running there, and it shows you what I know, because he's, he's, he has gone on to win an hour. But trying to give a horse like Scaletti six pounds in this ground that he clearly loves was was just not feasible uh, on the day for Sotsas, especially when he was, wasn't was going to be 100%. Scaletti then goes and wins at Longchamp last or two weeks ago, beating Patrick Sarsfield. He did not have the run of the race whatsoever. It was an absolutely brilliant ride by Frankie Dettori on Patrick Sarsfield. He very nearly nicked it. And then Scaletti, you were wondering, would he get there? And and in the end, he just turned out to kind of just laugh at Patrick Sarsfield. He, he brushed him aside really easily. And and Magical, you know, I, I, would, I would love to see Magical win here. But I, I think Scaletti will hit the frame here and he's not going to be far away. I'd be pretty sweet, and I'm especially from Star One. Um, and obviously, Mishrift deserves a mention. I feel like we've been a bit cold on Mishrift. It, it's kind of hard to see, you know, his, his form. Obviously, beating Vulcan Star, then beating the Summit and Victor Lodurum twice. That form, like as impressive as Mishrift is, that form is kind of difficult to gauge at this moment in time. We don't really know how good the Summit is. Or how good Victor Lodorum is as a three-year-old. So you know he is coming in here, probably deserving favourite with all the ones beside his name. But I, I would probably say best watch for now. Pile driver coming back a half mile and trip. Again, you know Declan said, why come back to ten furlongs? Why not go for the arc? Well, I'd say that connections would have gone for the arc if it was maybe a week or two later. I think they just wanted to give the horse a little bit more time and bring him back to a track that he's clearly shown format. Again, though, coming back half mile and trip probably isn't ideal. Serpentine will set this up for somebody, hopefully, or else he'll he'll go and win it and everybody be going mad. Twitter be on fire twice. <laughs> it'd be great actually it would be really just just to see Twitter go oh you'd have a great time Serpentine win you would yeah with your with your uh, ivory coast bag <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah it's good good give Declan a follow on Twitter he's enjoyable but um no I'm going to be with Scaletti here I, I I really think at bare minimum 
he'll be in the first three. I would have my reservations on him maybe beating a peak magical, but I'm willing to take magical on because Skeletti is such a, an attractive price at 10 to 1. Um, so I'm going to break that my Skeletti horses that what run long shots don't win at Champions Day rule again. I'm going with Skeletti. No. no that, that rule has not stood the test of time <laughs> in pieces after an hour of, of recording. But um, Declan, what about yourself? Uh, look, my, my heart is saying magical and my head is saying Skeletti is is value. Um, eight to one is not in each way price for me. Though I'd be wanting much bigger than that to have it in each way bet. So I'm just actually gonna go. Tens, well, tens is there if that's enticing. Ten, no, no, way too short for me, Andy. Uh, I, I'm gonna go straight forecast. Magical to be Skeletti. Okay. Uh, what even? What about without magical? Would you be? Would you be? Yeah, yeah. Well, what what sort of odds you got for me? Yeah. I wouldn't have any now. That's probably an on the day job. Steve, what about yourself? Pile driver will be my pile driver will be my will be my bet on top of the one I've already done. But I'm really, dare say? I really do think Mishrift's got a massive chance. I think the fact that Victor Dorham didn't stay the mile in the quarter. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Jumped off away, Andy. Yeah, no, go on. Pile driver will be my... Yeah, is it? Oh, sorry. On top of the anti-post today, but... He's finished, Andy. That's right. I'm used to talking to myself. Okay, I don't know. Sorry, sorry Steve. I couldn't hear you there. Um, but... Uh... <laughs> Maybe it's the point that are relevant. He, he backs Sandinado, and he, he backs Sandinado. <laughs> is he out uh, taking numbers? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only joking with you, Steve. Um, look, we, we jump on to the main event of the day that everyone's been waiting for, the one-mile Balmoral handicap over the straight mile. Um, 100,000 guaranteed. I'm pretty sure this is down from 250,000. Um, so quite a significant reduction in prize money here. Um, but anyway, we, we do have obviously a full field of 20 for, for, the, for the Calvary charge that's on the card uh, with three reserves as well. So this, this race was obviously warm order. Um, and Neve, you said you had one that, that you liked for this or did you um, at least one that, that you wanted. Well, this is Ropey so Guest for um, me. Who do you fancy here? I put him up on the podcast two weeks ago when this um, when the meeting Ascot got called off for the seven furlong handicap they had that day, I think 25 to 1 is a huge price for this horse. And I'm going to make the same argument that I did the last time. You look at his form, this is his handicap debut. It seems like he's been around for ages, but he's ran up behind Malatham in a Jersey Stakes, finished fourth. He finished second in a group three behind Kenzai Warrior, third in a group three behind Military March, third in a group three behind Wichita. I don't need to go on because look, the form is there in the book. My worry would be the trip, but you know, he won seven furlongs round Chelmsford the last day. It didn't look like he was stopping. Um, I think, you know, he's drawn drawn three 
carrying only nine stones three. I think he'd have a great shout here. Look, I think um, he could potentially be the class act in a race like this. And I hope that, you know, it's another, hopefully it'll be another Champions Day success for Tom Sweeley, who has done well at this meeting before. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't put you off, though, but yes, I'm going to have a few quid each way on him myself. I, I do love horses that do come in off on handicapped debut, especially after contesting multiple group races. They tend to enjoy the dropping class, and especially one that's coming in here off nine stone three, that, that has really, really nice form uh, to his name and, and has shown that he has trained on with some nice performances this year. Um, Declan, what about yourself? Um, I say you can't wait. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I, I, this is my highlight of the day now. All those Popsy group ones beforehand. Uh, obviously, I had to go to the blackboard for, for this one and I fell on Rakib Al... Go on, give, give us a hand here. Come on, you can... Rakib Al Hawa. Yeah, yeah. I might look like an Arab, but I can't talk like one. Um, Kingman at the track is thirty three percent. He actually has the highest percentage. He's not he's not top sawyer, obviously at his age, but he he does have the highest percentage. And over the last twenty one days, Balding and Murphy are twenty eight percent from thirty two runs. He's about fifty to one. You might find bigger. I can just see fifty to one here. So you know this this sort of race will be a couple of couple of pennies on. Uh, a 50 to 1 shot Rakib Al-Hawa you're some man will be getting the wheelbarrow for no we're not getting the wheelbarrow no. no no need to go down to the credit union this time it's just there I, I do looking through it now beating 30 lengths by Dan <laughs> Willoughby beating 17 lengths by Noble Saint on his last two starts over a mile and a half and then 10 furlongs but he's had the gelding operation and dropped 5 pounds yeah it sounds like a <laughs> to me so Look, you know, I, I know there's no fans, but the, the place would be like a morgue if Rakeeb Alhawa wants to do the deeds yeah. here. Look, the, the, the stats don't lie. You know, I, I didn't make up those stats. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, yeah, Kingman, look, if 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 if, if, if that's what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, now there's three Kingmans in the race, I now, think. You know, there's Bell Rock and, and I think there's another one. But um, Balling and Murphy are, are in form together. The last twenty-one days, twenty-eight percent from, from thirty-two runs is not bad going. So, you know, we've actually got four Kingmans in the race. Sorry, there's four, four Kingmans in the race. Yeah. Tempest now, the only thing I didn't delve too much into it because it was better race to be looking at. But I didn't go into balling a monkey farm. I asked, well, I had a quick squint at it, and it's not great. So, you know, the, the stats aren't wonderful, mm. but it's it's not really a betting race for me. It would be. You know, normal times would be gone after the club but by the time this comes on. But you know, if, if you're fortunate to pick a horse, it's going to be this one. That's understandable. Now, the chance of me hearing Steve could be slim to none. Uh, Someone may have to give me the nudge. But Steve, who are you in here for the Balmoral? I'm going to stick with him this time. Uh, I think last time he's a bit of a weird one. He's been running over a mile and a quarter. He's Third in last year's uh, Hampton Court Group Three race behind Fox Chairman and Sangarius. He's been highly campaigned, like he's run behind Lord North, 
Elecan, Telecaster and the Brigadier Gerard. It's sort of a bit of an afterthought. I think they've dropped him in trip to, to seven furlongs and a mile the last couple of times at Doncaster. He was a bit unlucky, got hampered and uh, was running on again late. I just think seven furlongs, dropping grey, James Doyle. I'm not so sure about the draw yet, like no one is, but eight, eight nine to one, that's going to be my one bet in the race. Andy, can you hear me? <laughs> I, I can hear you, Steve. <laughs> I kept it short, man. I know you're struggling to hear me. The other one. Is he back? Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I do apologise, Steve. I don't know what's <laughs> happened here with, with your connection. I just unable to hear you. But um, I, I'm assuming you've, you've found the winner there anyway. Um, look, I... I for me here, I'm going to have, as I said, a few quid on, on Ropey Guest. I think he is overpriced. But the one I, I do have, I do fancy here is Gra- Granier, or I think it's Granier, um, from the George Baker yard. Nicola Curry picked up the ride here. Um, 25 to one shot. You go back in this horse's form, not dissimilar to Ropey Guest. Like, this, this horse was beaten one length by Royal Meeting now. Obviously, Royal Meeting didn't really go on, but Hermosa was second that day. Um, in the Criterium International, that's Shantia, the two-year-old. Um, he was beaten only three lengths by Persian King in a French Guineas in May of last year. And then he ran into Group 1s behind likes of two Darren Hoth, Romanized, which I, I believe were the, um, the Jean Pratt and the... Um, I think it was the Jean Pratt and the, the, the Jacques Lamarua. So, you know, this horse has been very, very highly tried. Um, he wasn't really putting the race behind Space Blues, in my opinion, in the Lennox States, nor was he really putting the race at Haydock. Um, he was disappointing in between, however, on the All Weather and Deauville. I just think 25 to 1 is way overpriced um, in what you're getting here. That This is a horse with genuine group form, and I do think he's going to improve for the switch to Handicap Company. Uh, first time in a handicap of 104. So that's where I'll be going here at 25 to 1. Uh, King Otsuka, so, um, the one I was, I was going to have is who, who are we going with here? Stay, stay here. Another horse been campaigned over a mile and a half, mile and a quarter. Just fascinating that so Michael Stats dropping it to this trip. Holidol, Holidol booked. Yeah, he's finished, Andy. Go on deck then, who's here? Uh, I, I'm going for the, you know, Raki Balhawa. Ropey guest for me. Raki Balhawa. It'd be Granier then each way for me. And then Neve. what about yourself? Ropey guest each way. Okay, and we come on to our best bets of this swimming meet. And um, I'll jump off really quick. I'll be with Dom Patrol here at around uh, 10 to 12 to 1, depending on where you look. Um, I love Even So and Skeleti as well. That would be my little tricksy. Um, and I have a few quid, obviously, on Granier each way as well in the far moral. Um, Neve, uh, my best be bet on the card uh, would be Skeleti in the champion. Or even place. elsewhere, for that matter. Perfect. Um, Honestly, I haven't looked at any racing anywhere else. the week ahead or, or, or during the during the weekend? No, that's absolutely no problem. And Declan, what about yourself? Are we going to Kilbegging <laughs> or 
we're, we're, we're actually look, there, <laughs> there's um we we spoke about Cody before on on the podcast and there's a maiden hurdle at Fallon Road on Saturday one thirty five and Sheerliss runs there um Sheerliss was behind Cody in our you know in the one the bumper that was won Cody was second bumper was won by she wears it well. She wears it well, has been very impressive since. Has won a, a maiden hurdle, a novice hurdle. Sheer list was second in the listed bumper at Gowran. The last day, actually finished ahead of Cotty, but Cotty was in season. Uh, she runs in a maiden hurdle on Saturday. I have no idea what price she'll be. I assume she'll be quite short because that was quite a hot. You know, I, I think a lot of winners will come out of of um, Cotty's Galway bumper. And you know it was obviously a good list of bumper at Gowran, so look, it's, it's it might not even be a bet, but definitely definitely a horse worth following. And then on Sunday he only has an entry at the moment. There's no declarations to tomorrow, but a horse I've been waiting a long time for him to run is you know Sam's profile to go over fences in particular. Oh, I was yeah. at Nace. Uh, he ran in the Grade One in January. The, the novice hurdle. It was won by Battle Over Dying. Battle Over Dying was was twice the size of him, but Sam's profile is is quite a likable horse. And you know, I I've no problem with a mouse martyr horse taking time to to come into himself. You know, hopefully he's grown up a bit because he was quite small that day. Uh, he ran in the 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 Ballymore hurdle. At Cheltenham, I think he was fifth. Uh, he ran a good race. He was second at Punchestown then, but, you know, Mouse trains nice chasers, and I, I think he's he's definitely one to follow. Again, no idea if he's going to even run, but if he does, he'd probably be a short price. But he has been off for over a year, so, you know, just be careful. Keep an eye on him. Um, if, if you're asking me for the bet from the Ascot card, I've no real strong fancies there. Uh, I maybe Brown, maybe in each way bet on Brown. Brown, okay, yeah. Um, won't be getting the broom out obviously to to sweep all the cash on. Yeah, be get be getting the, the Dervins out to do that when I can afford them. <laughs> yeah, then, like, silence is beautiful, Stephen. So let you know what I'm talking about. The interpreter here yeah. again. Go ahead, see. I'm going um, to free. I'm going to have free each way. Who would you fancy here um, for, for your weekend ahead? Even and then so, in the mares, the, uh, the Revenant in the mile, the QE2. And I'm going to actually go for one that surprised you guys. I'm going to go for Scoo Royale in the listed hurdle at Kensal on Sunday. I'm not sure if it's definitely going to run, but I think he'll run. He, he likes these park tracks, you know, Kempston, Sandown, Wincanton. He's been second in the champion chase. Uh, I just think he's a fascinating runner back over hurdles for Alan King. Interesting. Interesting. That's him, Andy. Interesting. All right. So, yeah, I, I didn't think he was going to have his mortgage on Lord Glitters there, but look, it's enough stay on that. Where do you hear what he tips? <laughs> <laughs> He probably tipped a better presenter. We'll get Chris back next week. Don't worry. And um, well, I do appreciate everybody listening as always. Don't Cheers, forget everybody. to follow Thanks, the guys. USO podcast. And um, much appreciate your input, Steve. And uh, Declan, thank you very much uh, for.
for for yourself this week. Cheers, well. cheers, guys. And Neve, it was a uh, great to have Thank you again, you very much. and um, best of luck as well with 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 the header main. Cheers, Thanks, Dave. Thanks, cheers. Right. Thank you very much for listening to this week's show on Under Starter's Orders and we will see you next week for another action-packed weekend.